ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhunt, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 my purpose girls. Every once in a while, you run into someone, you meet someone who just blows you away. And you don't even know how did this person fall into your life? But from the minute you meet them, you feel like you're connected. You feel like you know them. You feel like you would do anything to help them. And you're so inspired by them, right? I want you to pause for a moment. I want you to think about who in your life is that person or one of those people, because I certainly have had several. Who in your life is that person or has been that person? And maybe that hasn't happened for you yet. And you're like, ooh, I want that to happen. Well, someone recently came into my life and that was the exact experience that I had. And upon meeting this woman, who you're going to meet in a moment, I was immediately drawn in, drawn into her story, drawn into her spirit, drawn into her soul and drawn into how she has taken what to me is a very different way of growing up than how I grew up. And what some may think would be challenging, would be difficult and also awesome and interesting and exciting, but she's taken her life and turned it into her purpose. And y'all know I love those kinds of stories. When we take whatever has been given to us and we recognize that what we have been given has been given to us for purpose. Right? Like I know if you've listened to the Purpose Girl podcast before, you know that I was robbed at gunpoint and that I believe that I had to be robbed at gunpoint in order to be doing this work with you. And so my guest today is this perfect, beautiful example of taking her life and finding within it that true purpose and then shining a light in the world. Now, let me explain a little bit more about who you're about to meet. Mary J. Grant, a.k.a. MJ, came into the world with a magical curiosity for life. And you'll see, this is why I love this woman. She roller skates. Okay, that's just a little preview. She was born to two deaf parents in Sanford, Maine. She's a lifelong learner who excels in the daily work of connecting others while opening hearts along the way. She's a proud CODA, child of deaf adults, and a native user of American Sign Language. She grew up with a passion for connected and skillful, nuanced communication. She learned, loved, and thrived through every chance encounter with the individuals that she's met along the way. You are going to find that her joyful, intuitive nature reflects a warm-hearted tenderness and instinctual resilience that emerged early in life and now led to a career in professional sign language as an interpreter. She has worked with deaf communities across the United States while managing her company, Mary Jane Grant Sign Language Interpreting Services, in between moments of happy chaos at home. She translates and interprets the human heart. Recently, she came out with a documentary about her experience of not only growing up with deaf parents, but caring 
for her parents as they are getting older, as her mom has Alzheimer's. This documentary, you all must, must, must go watch it. Josh and I watched it and we were in tears and we're going to talk more about that. The beauty is that MJ has taken everything that has come to her in life and truly realized the gift in it all. How incredible that she now has a documentary. And so we are going to talk about how you take your whole life and you find the nuggets of purpose and you find your whole purpose and you turn it into purpose. We're going to talk about how you can create something even larger and more impactful than you ever imagined as MJ is doing with this documentary and how you do so with curiosity and joy and magic along the way. Before we dive in, this episode is brought to us by the Women's Day event, which is sponsored by Insight and Live Happy. Listen, you've got to get your booty registered for the Women's Day event. If you have not yet, like pause this episode, go right now to thewomensdayevent.com and register because I have curated this event with 25, no more now, of the most amazing speakers, teachers, everything you need to move past feeling blah, to move past feeling overwhelmed, to move past any places where you are stuck, you are in doubt, you are just in the uh, so that you rise up in your purpose. You rise up toward your dreams. You're gritty. You're on fire. You feel sensual. You feel alive. You feel radiant. I am talking about a full day dedicated to you. And listen, even if you can only come for one hour, that one hour will inspire you and motivate you and literally shift your entire being for the next year. So get your cute booty over to thewomensdayevent.com. I am doing this for free for you. It's 100% free for you so that we say goodbye to the craziness of the past year so that you no longer feel stuck. I mean, if last year taught us anything, it is that we need to choose how we live our lives now because we can't control what happens to us, but we can control what we do. You can choose to live as that goddess on purpose. And that's why I have personally selected all of the speakers I have so that you create your own wealth, so that you go for that bigger leadership position, so that you feel like a mom who is still beautiful and sensual in your body, so that you get exercise and workouts that I love. I mean, this is everything I love, people. So I don't care if you can only make it to 10 minutes, still register because those 10 minutes will lift you up and make you feel amazing. Go right now thewomensdayevent.com, thewomensdayevent.com. Do not delay, okay? I'm watching you. Go now. Okay, now let's dive in with MJ. MJ, welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. Oh, Karen, hearing that was just, oh my gosh, that was really, really touching. Thank you so much because, wow, wow, wow. Well, that is honestly how I feel about you. Wow. I feel the same way about you, Karen. You're amazing. Mm. You are. Mm -mm. Thank you. And you all should know how I met MJ. (laughs) (laughs) MJ's amazing daughter is our amazing nanny. Yeah. Yeah. And it's as if she was placed in our life for so many purposes. She is so wonderful, MJ. You've done such an incredible job of raising this young woman. The way she is with my son absolutely can bring me to tears because she's so loving and so gentle with him. And she truly is an incredible young woman who is listening to her own soul and her own wisdom Mm. 
Oh, that. And it's cool. It's so cool. It's so cool watching her grow into this amazing young woman. And, you know, Karen, it's funny when she met you and Josh, she said, mom, you're not going to believe this. You are going to love this woman. <laughs> she, you are going to love this woman. And so when she told me a little bit about you, I went, oh my gosh, wow. I mean, this is fate. This is fate. Yeah, this is fate. This is really this fate. Is, no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Yeah. So MJ, when I look at you, I see <laughs> such a bright, beautiful, shining woman from the inside out. And a woman living with such purpose. Mm. Mm. And I want to start at the beginning because I know that you're a CODA, right? That mm -hmm. was a new term for me since meeting you, yeah. child of deaf adults. Mm -hmm. And I've tried to imagine what is it like growing up with deaf parents who couldn't hear you when you were crying? Of course, they would see your screaming face. Right. The very in and tune. Could, yeah. Mm -hmm. Very in tune. Yeah. And so I know you don't know any other way. And mm. I would love it if you would share what that what that's like. Yeah. I mean, I can, you're right. I don't really know any other way. And it's funny because growing up, a lot of people would ask, you know, what's it like growing up with deaf parents? And I'm like, well, I know sign language, you know, and I, that made me feel really special that I knew sign mm. language, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, and that I had this sort of quote unquote secret language that I could mm. even share with some of my friends, you know, who we could have like private conversations in school. But growing up with my parents, for me, I think just by virtue of how I came into the world, I don't know, as a soul, as just as, as a being, I am very extroverted by nature. And so I, I am a connector and being able to connect with people through such a beautifully rich language um, mm. and connecting with a whole community of, of people who many, many people don't necessarily connect with was for me very powerful and continues to be a, a major part of my life um, because my parents had many deaf friends, right? So they were a mm -hmm. huge part of the deaf community. My dad was more involved in the deaf community and my mom was really home with us. But um, I, I felt such um, this sort of like kindred kind of, spiritual connection with deaf people in general. And um, for in many ways, sign language is sort of my, it's my heart language. It's, Ooh. yeah, it's where, it's the language I use when I really want to express myself fully. Mm. I, uh, I notice that I tend to struggle expressing myself in spoken language because it just doesn't embody the true essence of what it is I really want to say. I was plucked and said, okay, you belong with deaf parents. Yes, <laughs> this is exactly where your soul was meant to be and this richness. Yeah, yeah. This richness. MJ was in my Goddess on Purpose class mm -hmm. and we were talking about being in alignment mm. and you made this beautiful hand gesture. Mm-hmm of your hands coming over your head and coming together. Mm. And you could feel the power in our Zoom room. Mm. Because the spoken word alignment mm -hmm. isn't as rich as the physical embodiment of the two hands coming over your head and coming together. Yeah. 
And I think we all felt that alignment land. Yes. And so I can totally hear what you're saying and totally get what you're saying, that there is this beauty and embodiment Mm. that the spoken word doesn't have. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's not, you know, it's very cliche to say, you know, American Sign Language is such a beautiful language. You know, all languages are beautiful. Mm -hmm. But this language, again, because it's my heart language, it's, it's, it's rich in a way that is incredibly spiritual for me. Mm. And um, recently I lost my father in 2019. And I remember feeling like, wow, I lost my, my deaf dad. Mm. That means that's, that's a piece of, not just a piece of my heart, but a piece of how I learned to express my heart, mm. you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is gone. Yeah. There, there will never be another deaf dad mm. like my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, the mm-hmm. specific, the, the, his voice when he would say my name will never be the same as how anybody else ever says my name. Mm. And, and how we could communicate with just our eyes very subtly and, and share little idiosyncrasies, you know, um, that, that nobody understood. Even, you know, people around me, people who are deaf or, or who are CODAs or no sign language couldn't necessarily catch some of the just little subtleties that my dad mm. and I would share with this, with the little nuances in the language. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Um, wow, it's, there's something really impactful about having that deep, deep connection with your deaf parent. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I am sorry for your loss. Oh, thank you. Thank and I've been watching some of your videos lately on social media mm-hmm. about your dad. Mm. So I've gotten, I've gotten the gift of getting to see him and know him and see you together. Yeah. What you're talking about, though, is that nuance when we lose a sense, and I don't know anything about this, so (laughs) I'm just telling you what I've read, so you'll have to fill me in more based on what you know. And I know you don't know what it's like to be deaf. Right. That's not your experience. Your experience is the child of deaf parents. Mm -hmm. When one sense is reduced, our others can be heightened. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so this nuance you're talking about, I have this sense of, it's as if with your dad, you could hear more. He could hear more. Oh, yeah, he could. Absolutely. Because you can feel it. Because the eye movements mm-hmm. meant more. Because mm-hmm. the seeing, because this beautiful intensity. And I, I didn't expect when I asked you the question, what was it like being a coda? Yeah. I didn't know what to expect. Right. But I didn't expect you to say, what a gift. Yeah. Truly. I got this whole other language. I got this whole other way of being. I had my heart... This is what I love about you, MJ. Do you all see? Do you all hear and feel like the just the spirit of this woman? Mm. What a gift. Yeah. When I could see other people out there going, oh, this was so frustrating, you know, and you're like, oh, what a gift. And honestly, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a human being. The fact that I'm even breathing and on this side of the dirt, I mean, says there are struggles <laughs> in life, right? So there- With there, everything. Absolutely. And there were struggles growing up sometimes. Um, and some of those struggles were about perception, 
you know, the mm. way other people perceived um, my upbringing to be like, the way other people perceived my parents' ability to parent, mm. the way other people perceived uh, what it must be like to, uh, oh, can deaf people drive? You know, I mean, mm. they were shocked to find out that my parents could drive. That was a struggle watching, growing up and seeing the greater world make extreme assumptions. I mean, we all make assumptions about things, right? Sort of human nature. When we don't know something, right. we fill in a story. We, right. That's mm-hmm. the way the, the mind works. We have to make sense mm-hmm. of things. So we create these stories to make it make sense. And the stories that I witnessed and, and heard growing up, I remember, I remember very clearly hearing one of my friend's parents say, Oh, her parents are deaf and dumb. <gasps> and they didn't think that was offensive. You know, it was a, it, it seemed to be a term at some point that was used or deaf mute. And I remember it just being so marked for me. Like, wait mm. a minute, what does that even mean? Why are we even labeling this? It's like mm-hmm. my whole thing was I know sign language, not so much that <laughs> my, my parents are deaf. But that we know sign, we use sign language in my house. How cool is yeah. that? How amazing is that? It's like, I know someone who has a French mom and they speak French at home. Yeah. Right. So yeah. yay, you have an extra language. Absolutely. I'm actually envious. Like I, I only, I've been thinking about this with Shay. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know another language to teach him. Right. So I've already mentioned to Hannah what words, I don't know what is the right age. You just go right from birth. She can start right now with, Absolutely. I have been doing, I love you with him. Yeah. You showed me that. And I know a lot of people, this is totally off topic, but as this long as we're talking great. about it, a lot of people use sign language with their babies because babies can't yet speak. Well, and it, it makes sense to use sign, it makes sense to use a language that is accessible to any human being, right? Mm. And sign language is accessible to any human being, whether they are blind Sighted, deaf, hearing, deaf, blind, sign language is accessible. You can do tactile signing on a baby who is blind, mm. which means you could put, take your hand and it doesn't matter whether they're deaf or not deaf. Take their hand and put it on top of your hand and use signs and use your wow. body to communicate and, and take their hand and show them, you know, mm. different expressions and um and it makes sense when a baby is so young, they don't have the development within their, what is it, the, the larynx or whatever it is. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. They just, it's not developed fully. So they can't. No, this is what sound. Shay sounds like, like right now. Uh, uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> and babies babble in sign language too, but they can articulate earlier mm. in sign than they can with their voice. And yes. so exposing all babies to sign language, not just one or two signs. Sign whatever you can sign. It doesn't have mm. to be a full, rich language if you don't already know sign language. You know, don't feel the pressure <laughs> to go out and, you know. But, but sign as much as you can with any human, you know, any baby. Because immediately they are, they have that extra um, language to fall back on to communicate something that they might not be able to communicate verbally. Right. And it may be very subtle, you know, uh, you'll see babies just babble in sign, but it makes sense. You, you, yes, it, the, the gesture, the actual sign itself makes sense. What's starting to occur to me in this conversation that I've never thought about MJ 
like you already have opened my mind to so much. I started doing transcripts of the podcast because of you. And I really, I, I apologize to any and all of my deaf listeners or others who, for whatever reason, need and desire the transcript that I hadn't thought of it before. It's like, we don't know what we don't know until right. we don't know it. Absolutely. And, right? So I, I thank you for that. I really, really thank you for that. What makes sense to me about sign language and as we're talking is that here I am talking with my hands, right? Mm-hmm. I always talk with my hands, mm-hmm. like the Jewish in me or, you know, whatever. Your expressive. <laughs> I love it. My expressive, right? Yeah. And we do. That's really a basis, mm-hmm. I would imagine, of American Sign Language that the gestures oh, yeah. describe how we're feeling, what we're experiencing. Yeah, very animated. You get the tonality. Mm-hmm. Yes, very animated. And so thinking of, of babies, at least my baby, he is making so many hand movements right now. Yeah, he's trying to communicate, right? He is, right, through his body. Mm-hmm. And here I am doing the same with you. My hands are going everywhere <laughs> as we talk. So this makes so much sense. Yeah. I think it's a really important thing um, to educate the public on in general, um, that sign language is not just a fashionable language, right? Mm. Because it's very cool to know signs. I mean, I thought I was mm-hmm. really special. I am. I'm special. We're you all are. special, right? We're all special. Mm-hmm. But I felt mm-hmm. I felt a little extra because I knew sign language. Um, mm-hmm. and, but I, I do think that it's not just a fashionable language right now, that this is a, a, um, a necessary language for our babies hearing or deaf. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's so interesting, what's always fascinating to me, Karen, is when a deaf baby is born, I mean, let's put yourself in this position. I know that you went through a lot in childbirth and you have a, a, a lot that you were, you're still processing through from your own experience. And imagine finding out your child is deaf, right? And so to me, quite honestly, I would be thrilled because to me, it is a cultural experience. It is not um, an impairment. It is not a deficit. It is not a negative. The, The negative part of it all is the way in which the greater world perceives it and responds Mm -hmm. to it. That's what's Mm -hmm. negative. Mm -hmm. However, if, you know, if there was a paradigm shift, which I think is happening, I feel it happening in the world Mm. to embracing a deaf child, right? Embracing difference, embracing that we are all unique in our own way, embracing learning sign language for your deaf child and exposing them to the language, um, making sure that they have it from day one, that they have access to it. Even when you don't, you're learning along the way. That is so incredibly important. And what's happening is there's a lot of this, there's this whole push on cochlear implants. And I'm not saying that parents who choose to um, use a cochlear implant on their child, that they're wrong. I'm not, that's not my point. My point is give them access to a language that is accessible to them. Mm-hmm. And so not only is sign language important for hearing babies, but sign language is extra important for deaf babies. And mm-hmm. we can't change them into us. We can't make them us. We can't make them hearing. You can't make a person who is gay, straight, Amen, sister. I mean, religions have tried it for years, right? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And we don't want to. And why would we want to? And what does that lead to? It leads to struggle with identity, Mm -hmm. depression, 
mm-hmm. suicide, you know, I mean, yes. so much. That I'm not good enough as I am, that there's something right. wrong with me when there is nothing wrong with you. A friend of mine just posted onto Facebook, it's a distant friend, mm-hmm. and I haven't spoken to her in years, but on Facebook we're connected, that her baby is deaf. And she said, ah. don't pity us. Good. Good for her. I want you to treat my baby the way you treat every baby. Amen. I want you to speak to my baby. I want you to laugh with my baby. I want you to coo mm-hmm. with my baby. I want you mm-hmm. to play with my baby. This don't be afraid is, of my baby. Don't be afraid. Right? Can you imagine <laughs> this tiny, beautiful little thing and being afraid? Really, the the fear, though, I think is our, is our own. Oh, I'm going to yeah. do something wrong. I'm not going to know what to do. I'm going to screw something up. And oh, it's like, yeah. this is just about love. And you're also making me think about a friend of mine from high school who was mm-hmm. born blind. Mm-hmm. And he, I will tell you, has gone on to not only go to law school and attend law school, but to become a lawyer on behalf of people who have differences. Mm-hmm. And even at the University of Michigan football stadium, which is the largest college football stadium in the nation, I think in the world, like 111,000 people, he mm. yeah. changed seating for differently able people. Exactly. And so here one might think, oh, my poor baby is blind or deaf or whatever it might be. That man has like, is changing the world, right? Absolutely. Taking his experience and wanting to create better experiences for people who have different abilities. Well, what stops us from changing the world? I mean, let's look at that, right? What Amen. Are the things, right. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> right. And so when we feel embraced and accepted and acknowledged and validated and um, honored for who we are, mm-hmm. we could do anything. What's that little, mm-hmm. that the video that went viral years ago, that little girl standing in front of the mirror, I can do anything, <laughs> right. anything. I, I love my hair. I love, yeah. it's so cute. Maybe we should put a link on the, on the show notes here. Right. I love my hair. Yeah. I love my skin. I can do anything. It I love is, my mom. Right. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I mean, I'm sure that resonates with you, Karen. When we were little, I just, I felt like I love everything. I mean, this is something that I constantly have to rein in on. You know, I feel like if, if people didn't set barriers, if people didn't establish barriers for me, that I would have, I would have done so many more things as Mm -hmm. a young person than I did. And, um, what happened was I, I felt like, I think, in looking back, that there were a lot of limitations put on me by some people. And I heard those voices more than I heard the voices of, you can do anything. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't until recently, in my 40s, maybe my 30s, really, I started to realize, wow, MJ, you really actually... You can do whatever you set your mind to. Okay, no, I'm not going to be a singer. You know, I'm really not a good singer. <laughs> I'll never be a singer. I'm probably not going to be a professional dancer, but I can get those skates on and I can try like hell oh. to be a good dancer out there. You know? You are. Okay. <laughs> Everyone, you've got to follow MJ on social media. Her and these roller skates. Okay, oh. first of all, 
talk about such a fun, spirited, like, holy oh. cow, and you're freaking hot, and you're a mom of four. <laughs> like, what are you talking about in a professional? Oh. Right. So we might not become a professional dancer, but we can dance, right? We can, we can certainly sing. dance. And we yeah. can create anything. And the voices that tell us not may have been specific people and might just be society. Right. That's that's the problem. That's the issue right now. And and I I think it's it's changing. It's shifting. It's getting better. And we're learning and growing. Um, and, you know, the more we are willing to make mistakes and fall on our face and get back up again, the better off we are. I and mean, we don't really yes. learn from not making mistakes. We right. learn from making mistakes. But when the world um, doesn't embrace difference, we feel that. And Mm -hmm. so when a deaf baby is born to um, a family who is struggling, and of course, they're going to struggle um, with accepting their child for who they are, Mm -hmm. what's going to happen? Right. 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 And so do our work. Let's do our work. And it always comes back to us. Just do the work, do the inner work, take care of of what's happening in here. And I'm, I'm Mm. tapping on my heart, heart. take care of what's happening there and what, where the unhealed parts are. Let's work on, let's, let's take care of that because that's what our children need. Mm -hmm. Our children need to see us and feel us healing these wounded parts Mm. Mm. so that we don't pass that on to them. That's right. That's right. Because that's exactly what happens is that we do pass it on. Oh, So the thing is, though, you know, like I mentioned, we only know what we know and don't know what we don't know. And that now I know better so I can do better in terms of the transcripts. Mm -hmm. Your documentary, MJ, talk about that you can do anything. I mean, you have a documentary that (laughs) has gone and is continuing to go viral that brought my husband and I to tears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell us about... Your documentary. Okay. Well, uh, so I'll give you a little backdrop. Mm-hmm. So I'm caring for my mom who is deaf and she has dementia. She has vascular dementia. And I've been caring for her in my home for two years now. Prior to that, she was in a memory care home. And before that, she lived with me for about a year. My daughter's six years old. She's been in and out of our home being cared for since my daughter was born, because I was still pregnant with my daughter when we had to move my mom up to Maine from Rhode Island, where she had been taking care of her own mother with dementia. And Mm. her mom had since passed, and my mother was living alone in Rhode Island, and things got a little bit tough. So we had to move her up here. Anyway, as I was experiencing, I don't know any other way to put it, but I really felt like I had to sacrifice at a, I felt like I was young. I mean, I'm only, I don't know, how old am I, 46? I don't know how old I am, 46 or 47. But I still felt like at the time, you know, I was early 40s. I felt like I'm too young to have to care for my parents. It's not something I thought about doing. I mean, I knew someday it was possible that my mom would have dementia because I knew that, you know, my grandmother had dementia. It just made sense that maybe my mom might have it. But I never realized that at the same time, you know, my father would be diagnosed with progressive supranuclear palsy. My mother you know, diagnosed with vascular dementia. All of these things happening at the same time. My world is imploding on me. I mean, I am 
trying to run this business, trying to still take care of myself, trying to be a good mom. I felt like I was sort of failing at everything and I was just struggling Mm -hmm. and I wasn't failing at anything. I just wasn't doing what I thought I should be doing at, Mm. at each one of these aspects of my life. But I started documenting things through pictures and videos because I, both of my parents starting to fail, decline, whatever, um, at the same time, I just thought I'm never going to have deaf parents. Once they're gone, I'm not going to have these. If I don't preserve the memories of my deaf parents and the way in which we would communicate, Mm. I'm so afraid I'll forget. Mm. I'm, I'm so afraid my children will never see that part of my life. Mm-hmm. will never understand the richness of that part of my life. And I also wanted a baseline so I could see where my parents were at this stage, this stage, this stage, this throughout oh, the wow. progression of their, you know, diagnosis. Yes, very smart. Mm-hmm. And so there were a number of reasons why I did it. And I started to share some things on social media as I was recording different things with my mom. And um, at one point, a couple of years ago, when she had just moved back in with me, she was living with me. At the time, my mother knew who I was. She knew I was Mary Jane. She knew I had four kids. She used to brag about the fact that I had four kids. I was taking a ride one day so I could take my daughter Hannah out to go get a car. Um, she was picking it up. And I so I brought her to this town um, where there's a beach where my mother loved to go, you know, just sit by the beach. So I dropped off Hannah to pick up her car and my mother and I went for this ride to the beach and we sat there and I had my camera running the whole time, which is my, my phone. Um, I had it running on the the dash and my mother started talking about Mary Jane and Luann Mm. as if I wasn't there. And I was like, well, this is interesting. Okay. So I, I, at one point asked her, where I was, where Mary Jane was, where's, Mm. where's MJ? And she said, Oh, geez, I don't know. I haven't seen her in a long time. She must be traveling busy. Yeah. And so I explored that a little bit with her and I certainly didn't want to shame her or embarrass her. Um, And I, I, I never wanted to make her uncomfortable. So I just started asking questions and uh, that all got recorded. Mm-hmm. And at one point in the recording, I said something about Manly being my father. Mm. And she said, oh, yeah, Manly, that was my. And she paused and she mm-hmm. looked at me and she signed. I birthed you. Yeah. And I said, yeah. And mm. that moment she was like, oh, my God, and just hugged me. Mm-hmm. And you know, as a mom, to express it in that way, that was what was salient for her is that she birthed me. I'm hers. You're hers. <laughs> I'm her baby. You're my baby. And um and she hugged me and it was a really gentle, sweet, very authentic moment. And I posted a, a very short just two and a half minute video of that conversation and it went viral. And um, I don't know if you've ever had a video go viral, Mm -hmm. 
but it can be the scariest thing (laughs) that ever happens. (laughs) Because the minute I did that, and I started realizing the video was going viral, I was so afraid that the world would be angry with me for posting a video of my mother with dementia, that I was Uh. in some way outing Mm. what this looks like and shaming, you know, not shaming, but, but humiliating her in some way. People might think you were exploiting or humiliating her. Yes, thank you. That's the word. I was so afraid of that. And I thought, deaf people are going to hate me. I'm, you know, and it couldn't have been more opposite. The love, Karen, the love that I received, that my mom has received since that video went viral is incredible. Mm. So fast forward. I mean, it got a lot of attention and I got the attention of Hammond Care in Australia, which is an organization that um, provides services for people with dementia. And they're incredible. And they invited me to go speak in Australia for their international dementia conference. And then COVID hit. (sighs) Right? Yeah. So they had to cancel the the in-person conference and it got shifted to an online conference. But because of that, they said... Well, instead of you coming here to speak, because clearly we're not doing this in person, how about you create a short film about your journey? Mm. So that was where I had the opportunity to create this short documentary. And what a gift, Karen, to, I mean, what an honor, what a gift to be able to preserve my story, especially somebody who wants to document everything, to have this 20-minute documentary that is my story your life yes. my life that that actually people care to watch it oh, you know yes. people actually care to watch this you want to see and my life you, you want to like, see my life i'm not a kardashian <laughs> it's no. a million times better obviously it, and, yes. and you know why karen and it goes back to this whole feeling i have about i was i my purpose in this world is to open hearts and continue Mm. to open mind Mm -hmm. Um, because Mm -hmm. every time my heart cracks and breaks and just it feels like pieces are just falling it opens yes Yes. and so that moment um, with my mom yeah there was you know there was a little bit of wow this is where we are it wasn't painful I can cry I cry about it now because I think Karen I look back and don't realize that in that moment, like I didn't realize in that moment how incredibly special that was until I watched it after the mm. fact. And it was like, I can go back on that video and watch it and think, wow, that was a very heart opening moment with yes. my mom and I and bonding with her the way I always really wanted to bond with my mother, that there was absolute presence there. Mm which gave me so much as a mother myself and as her daughter. And then to be able to turn that story into a documentary, it's just been a very rich, rich experience and hard. I'm starting to realize like, wow, MJ, um, you're carrying a lot. Mm -hmm. You're carrying Mm -hmm. a lot. And um, thank goodness you're taking that and turning it into fertilizer for growth. Yes. For yourself and for others. And for others. There's a responsibility. Mm -hmm. Yes. Elizabeth Gilbert said, suffering without catharsis is like wasted suffering. 
I could mm-hmm. say, I mean, this is hard, right? So when Shay's up all night crying, right? Like, <laughs> right. How can I use this for good? How can right. I use this, you know, how how can this be turned into catharsis and be used for good, right? Right. As you know, I always talk about turning shit into fertilizer, right? Yes. Like turning <laughs> turning yes. pain into purpose. And yes. and what's so beautiful about your story, you didn't go out and say, I'm gonna make a documentary. I'm gonna make it. Gosh. You were though, I am going to document this for myself, for my children. It was mm-hmm. all about opening hearts mm-hmm. and then sharing it mm-hmm. with the public. I imagine mm-hmm. was an open hearted moment of, wow, just look at this moment with my mom and you didn't yeah. expect what would happen. But what you talk about in the documentary, which you all must watch. Okay. There is a link. You all must watch Josh and I bald. Um, <laughs> And one of the reasons for that, I told you, MJ, is that his mom passed of early onset Alzheimer's. And so he really could recognize a lot of the story. Yeah. But you also tell the story in the documentary about the lack of services. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. For deaf adults with dementia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Deaf adults in general, never mind in deaf general, adults sure. with dementia, but yeah, absolutely. Um, that This is the reason why my mother's living here. And not to say I don't love my mom dearly and, and that there, you know, I, I'm finding there's many, many joyful moments caring for my, my mom. But there's also a lot of, there's a lot of stress right now uh, because let's think about this. <laughs> I'm a mom of four Yes, granted, my I have two older kids now, but I have I still have a sixteen year old and I still have a six year old in the middle mm-hmm. of a freaking pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm still trying to run this business full time and acting like some sort of martyr and not asking for help for it. I mean, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then and then and then I want to still take care of myself, mm-hmm. but most of what's on my plate right now is caring for my mom to the point my daughter is like, there are a lot of things that she's not getting from me. Because I have to do all these other things, right? Mm-hmm. So this can be a real struggle, and um, and the only reason why I'm doing it is because if I put her somewhere else where nobody can communicate with her, she'll die. Right. She'll die of, of starvation, of emotional and social starvation. Yes, I mean. That yes. is, I'm not doing that to my mother. I feel like that's killing her. And I understand why some families have to. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But it mm-hmm. also costs a lot of money, Karen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're watching, I mean, gazillion dollars. I don't know how people do it. I mean, I witnessed with my grandparents, and that's why my parents, you know, you and I are the same age, MJ, and we are young. Okay, we are not mm-hmm. old. And I am not ready no. to face no. where you are losing a parent and caring for another parent. I feel like I'm way too young for that. So I totally get what you're saying. And my parents witnessing what happened with their parents and the costs and everything else, like they've just yeah. really made sure that that is, you know, all taken care of for them, which is, yeah. you know, which is huge. And, and I'm grateful. And I have to say, witnessing the videos of you and your mom, mm. you actually make me want to care for them. Should the time come. That video you are describing with your mom when she hugs you, because I've seen it. Have you? Oh, oh. What that moment, and really witnessing so many moments between you Mm -hmm. and your mom that you share in the documentary and that you share on social media, 
you're opening hearts, it's almost as if you're reopening hearts, right? I think we're born with an open heart. Absolutely. Right. And in the mass chaos of the news and needing to get ahead in the world and mm-hmm. all the crap, mm-hmm. we just mm-hmm. get hardened. We do. But there's such pure moments. Those moments with your mom are pure and they're yeah. true. They're very true. Yeah. I think that's why they touch us all so much and why that video went viral because it was a, a, a moment that somewhere in our psyche we remember. And that is why I think that people embraced it so much and it resonated with so many people because at the end of the day, I don't care who you are. If you are a human being, you somewhere deep down inside seek connection. You need connection. That is it. Our base human need is love, period. Yes. Okay, I'm pausing us for one second to make sure that you have registered for the Women's Day event. Yes, I'm being annoying, but I'm being annoying for your own good because I know that this event will change your life. I know what it's like to feel down, to feel depressed, to feel anxious, to feel blah. I know what it's like to feel like there is no momentum or like there's no one out there who gets it. And that's why I have curated and created the Women's Day event for you. It is an entire day for you to get rejuvenated, for you to fill up on self-love, on purpose, on sensuality, on feeling sexy, on learning how to be an entrepreneur, on learning how to go for the big promotion, on gaining wealth, on taking control of your life so that you choose. And yes, MJ and her amazing team are interpreting the entire thing into American Sign Language. So whether you need and want that American Sign Language or not, just from MJ, you can see the caliber of women that are bringing the Women's Day event to you. I'm talking about these women have overcome so much in their life to be their leaders in their field. I'm talking about New York Times bestselling author Angela Duckworth, who wrote and is gritty, right? This is all about having that passion and perseverance towards your goals. Jen Pasteloff, who herself became deaf in life, and she writes such beautiful, beautiful work on being happy even with a quote-unquote imperfection, her word, not mine. And I've curated, brought together each of these speakers intentionally for you, the women who have been my coaches, who have helped me create and grow my business, the women who have taught me sensuality, like the women who make me a freaking goddess on purpose, that's who I'm bringing to you. So... If you have not yet, go register right now. Yes, I'm being annoying because I want you to live as that goddess on purpose that you are. And I won't shut up until I see you live in it, okay? Ain't gonna stop, not gonna stop. So if you haven't yet registered, go right now. Even if you can just make 10 minutes of the event, those 10 minutes will elevate you, will inspire you, will motivate you, will have you feeling so freaking good in your heart, mind, body, and soul. Okay, go register now. Remember, the Women's Day event brought to you by Insight and our media partner, Live Happy. Okay, back to MJ. There's a study done with monkeys and many years ago in the 70s, the Bowlby studies. Thank God animals aren't used for psychological studies anymore. But where a monkey was taken, a baby monkey was taken from his mama and then was given two monkeys, fake monkeys that baby could feed off of. And one was fuzzy and furry and soft but no milk. And one was wire 
but had milk. Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. (laughs) And what the baby monkey did is it clung to the soft mama. Yeah. Until it was starving and then went over to the other one. But as soon as the feeding was done, went back over to soft mama. Because at our heart, that's all we need. We just want love. That is it. And that drives everything. And what I see between you and your mom is such love, Mm. such, and it's pure. It's such pure love. And the other thing I see in your documentary, I mean, you know, I'm a purpose girl. So I'm all about the purpose. Mm. And you've identified a real gap in care. That she uh-huh. would starve, that there isn't a place and there aren't appropriate services for our deaf brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. And your documentary takes steps to highlight the issue so that we can make change in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and you know what? That's remarkable to me. I mean, I'm in awe by that, that my, in the big scheme of things, in the big world, my story is so minute compared to, you know, this big world, but that it, it, that it created such an impact. That's incredible to me and, Mm -hmm. and such an honor because I know there are many, many stories out there like mine Mm -hmm. that just aren't being shared or people don't have the opportunity or the platform or whatever. I happen to have a video go viral. I happen to just, I don't know, hit the jackpot in that way in terms of gaining an audience and being able to spread awareness. Mm. And there were days after that video went viral that I just sobbed because I was so in awe at the recognition of what it was that I was experiencing. And, and also I was in awe that the world saw my mother, Mm. the, the mother that I always wanted the world to see as the beautiful human she is. And, and she not, is. She is so, oh. isn't she great? I oh. mean, just like. Oh, I'm in love. She's I, so great. I can't wait for COVID to lift so that I can meet your mom. You can meet my baby. Oh. And we're like, right. You would love her. I oh, mean, I already do. Karen, when, when I hug her, she doesn't know who I am now. I mean, she has no idea. She lives with me. I, I Every day I'm, I'm helping her with her daily care. But when I hug her, sometimes I just walk up to her and I just wrap my arms around her. Mm-hmm. And she, the second she feels my body, Karen, this is what she says. Baby. Oh. Honest to goodness. She says that every time I hug her. She doesn't know who I am. She thinks I work there. She thinks my husband's the cook. She thinks, you know, she has no idea who my daughter is. We, I mean, we introduce her every single day, all day long. But when I hug her, baby, oh, I mean, it makes you just melt. And any stressful moment, it's like, mama. And I look at her and I think, mama. (laughs) Mama. This is, this is the gift you'll have for the rest of your life. Absolutely. This is the gift that your children will Mm -hmm. have and see. Mm -hmm. And she does know. It's like she doesn't know who you are, but she does. Yeah. Oh, she definitely. Baby. Oh, she knows. She knows. Yeah. It's really, it's really, it's really something. And again, I can't go without saying, you know, sometimes when I hear her bedroom door open, I I start to have this like mini, oh, here here we go. Now I hear, yep. (laughs) And the panic, you know, the internal like, 
like, what does she need? And I have to help her and I'm trying to finish work and I want to play with Alana and I got to do all these other things, but I have to tend to her and I have to look at her when I communicate with her. I can't just talk to her from the other room, Karen. I have to walk up to her, look at her, get her attention. She's blind in her right eye. I have to make sure she can, you know, and then it's a lot of back and forth to get her to understand what my question is. And because her cognitive you know, abilities are really starting to decline part in part. There's not enough socialization and it's part of the disease. I mean, let's face it. So yeah, yeah. Uh, there are moments it's like, oh, and uh. I, I, yeah, it, with this pandemic, I have to tell you that I just said yesterday, I'm starting for the, like the first time in my life to feel hopeless. There's like a little tiny mm. hopelessness that I, that, that kind of came over me yesterday and I was like okay this is you need to take care of yourself better MJ that you really need to get out there on roller skates whether it's zero degrees or not do something you you know okay so few things one you must have me on speed dial for when you feel hopeless okay done and done it's a fleeting moment and I Uh, love you even if it's a moment no even if it's a moment we all I mean this is this is the thing about sisterhood, right? So MJ and I were chatting for a minute before we started recording about sisterhood. And yeah. this is why I'm always preaching to all of you that you need it. And I know you have plenty of great girlfriends and, and all of that and that you're blessed in that way, MJ. But we all go through moments of hopelessness. Mm-hmm. And I so appreciate you sharing all sides of this. It's mm. not just rainbows and puppy dogs. Mm-mm. It's freaking hard. Yo. And it's challenging and it's exhausting. And mm-hmm. sometimes I'm, you you don't have the energy for it or the time or the right. Like I admit it when I'm in bed and I hear Shay crying, I would love to say, Oh, I'm such a great mama. You know, here I come, baby. No, I'm like, no, please go to bed. Mama's tired. I don't want to because we're human. Can we just be human? Yes, we we can be. (laughs) We really, we really can be. And I actually envisioned like the day I'll be able to go back to the gym. And I like, you know how we have these little stories that we we create these little movies in our mind about what something might be like, right? I just envision collapsing to the floor and just bawling my eyes off. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm here. I'm back here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm able to clean my house and I've been here since March and I can't go anywhere. You know, oh, good grief. I, I hear you. Oh, do I hear you? Because the first time I got out of the house and went to CVS after Shay was born, what was it, like a month into it? I was like, civilization. Yeah. Civilization. It's crazy. Right? I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. And so here you've been. So you mentioned roller skating. We talked about you roller skating. Oh. You picked that up during COVID. I did. Right? I it's so, so fun. much. Karen, you're do you so roller cool. skate? Well, not yet. <laughs> you're, you're, so, you're so going to roller skate. You oh, because of to. you. I mean, I did as a child, right? Like there was the roller rink and we would have birthday parties there and like shoot the duck. Uh, Do you know what shoot the duck is? Yes, I do. It's like a pose. (laughs) Um, I don't think I could do it anymore. I practice it. I practice it. It's actually really good exercise. I'm sure. I'm sure. So you started roller skating. It was like your COVID relief. Karen, when my husband got me roller skates, he got me these you know, just just cheapy roller skates for Mother's sure. Day. Because I was like, oh, I want to, you know what? I want a roller skate. And at the time, I just, I don't know why it came to me. It wasn't like I saw it on social media the way you see it now. I don't know. I see it a lot now on social media because 
probably because I follow it all now. Right. And you do it. And so it comes to you. It's like, you probably don't see diaper ads and all I see are diaper ads. And all so. you see, right, you're, we're attracting <laughs> You were there stuff, six right? years ago, right? <laughs> so I just said, you know what? I want to pick up roller skating. I can't go to the gym. I'm not really moving as much. I was doing CrossFit for like five years and then I just mm. done, you know, here I am sitting at home and trying to do all this. And my husband got me these roller skates for Mother's Day. And when I put those roller skates on, Karen, I literally, literally was like, oh my God, it made my dreams of flying. I often have dreams I can, I can just fly. You fly in your dreams. Oh my God. It's the best. It's the best best. best feeling ever. It feels so good. It's so fun. (laughs) You're going to love roller skating because the minute I did that, I went, oh my gosh, it was like riding a bike. I remembered right away. Oh good. And then I felt like this makes sense. Now my dreams make sense. I'm supposed to be flying. I'm mm. supposed to be just free, like a yes. butterfly, just free yes. and flying. Yes. And oh my gosh, that was it. That was it for me. I became obsessed. I'm an mm-hmm. obsessive personality anyway. But mm-hmm. with roller skates, that was it. And now that it's winter. It's really hard. I mean, I did. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I did go out there the other day in, you know, the day after Christmas. I live in Maine, mind you. This is not Hawaii. I'm not in California. I'm not in Florida. You know, <laughs> there's and, snow where you are. <laughs> my daughter got this riding unicorn. So we you know, we took it outside and I slapped my roller skates on. She was riding the unicorn and I had my roller skates on. And then I even hopped on the unicorn. With oh my, my roller gosh. skates. Oh and my decided gosh, are you cute? Ride, ride the unicorn with my roller skates. No, I've lost my mind completely. But roller skating is just, there's something very, very freeing about it. That I literally have these um, dreams of dancing. Like, oh. like just dancing like a ballerina dancer on roller oh, skates oh, and just oh. twirling. And like, I love Do you see why I love her? We've just gone from crying about the purity of her caring for her uh, mother with dementia into like freedom and eighties and roller skating. It's like yes. so fun. But this is the whole thing, right? It's like in the middle of COVID, we all had to shift and it was hard and it was difficult and lonely and mm-hmm. we weren't moving our bodies and you're homeschooling, you're taking care of your mother with dementia. You're trying to keep a business going. I mean, everything at the same time. And you could have made a million choices like Anytime I have five seconds, which is never, you're going to sit on the couch and eat potato chips. And instead, mm-hmm. and maybe you did. And in addition to that, oh, yeah. Yeah. you got the roller skates on uh-huh. and you decided to have fun. You decided yeah. to set yourself free. And this is why it's like, you know, MJ, I'm always talking about these kinds of things. We're like, we get to choose. Mm-hmm. At the bottom of everything, we get to choose. And you don't choose what happens to you in life, but you do choose what you make of it. Absolutely. And you know what came from me discovering roller skating? My daughter discovered roller skating. Oh, so both your six-year-old or, or my, my Hannah? six-year-old? Well, okay. Hannah will do it too. It, on when she'll put on roller skates if she's home sometimes, you know. But she likes the penny board. She likes to skateboard. But Alana roller skates. My I even got my son to roller skate. And this this week, I have an appointment to go to an indoor gym. That's they're going to have the floors renovated next month. So she invited me to use the gym, basketball, an old basketball court, to roller skate, to roller on skate. with oh. nobody there. And <gasps> I can just bring, oh. Oh, 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 what are you going to wear? <laughs> I have these like great roller skating socks. I've got these great shorts. Yes! I'm, I'm so I'm like, excited. You know what? I, I just had the picture 
of UMJ <laughs> as the unicorn. Like yes. you're going to go roller skating. You are the unicorn. You're going to be like flying around like the uh-huh. Pegasus that you are. Oh, yeah, so delicious. Yeah. It's really. Oh. And it's just such a great example. It doesn't matter who is in our mm-hmm. lives, right? Like mm-hmm. the challenges, the difficulties, none of us are exempt from having challenges mm. and still we get to choose. It doesn't mean right. you're happy 24 hours a day. So I mean, it no. means that you get to choose and choose and choose again. And that's what I witness in you. And it's like, there are so many people out there trying to make a video go viral. I admit it. I've tried because, right, it's like we're trying for to get our message out in the world. We're trying yeah, to have people know right. who we are and what goodness yeah. we can invite people into. And what you're showing us is it's not about trying or making an effort because that's not what you were trying to do. You simply were sharing from yeah. your heart. And it's exactly. yeah. it's heart that is purpose. It's heart that is purpose. That's so spot on, Karen, that, you know, like I said, it scared me when that video went viral because I, I never thought about a video going viral. It literally did scare me. But I can see how people can get sucked into um, get, getting sucked into trying so hard that you lose the authenticity of it. Right. And yeah. I think the difference is there was some naivety when I posted that video you know, I'm going to share what's going on in my life. What's up with my mom. I want my friends who know me to be able to connect in some way with, with my life and what's going on. There was some naivety to that. And that's the part of me I never want to lose because Mm. that is the part of me that is the most authentic part. Mm -hmm. Mm. It's like, that's the little girl in me that never went away. And granted that little girl can take over sometimes in a way that's not so pretty. (laughs) but that part of me that you know that has that little naivety I think that is where the heart opening stuff really comes in that's our truth yes that's our truth absolutely that's our truth that's where we find those pieces where we just align oh and if you could see she's making the hand movements that we all that we talked about at the beginning yeah MJ you know I could talk to you forever You have so much wisdom to share, so much beauty that you just emanate your essence, your aura. You have such wisdom, so much wisdom and such genius and a message. And actually, I want to make sure we get this message. What, What would you like to say to if it's government or lobbying organizations or around caring for deaf adults? What can we do different? How about we don't leave anybody behind? The way in which a system is established, when we are setting up, establishing new systems, establishing, setting new policies or, or um, laws, let's not leave anybody behind. And the problem is, is the system has already been established without keeping everybody in mind. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so remember what I said, uh, for me, Growing up in a deaf family was a cultural and is a cultural experience. Mm -hmm. And for many, many people like my parents, it's a cultural experience. It's not the same for every deaf person. I am not speaking for every deaf person. I'm speaking based on what I experienced and what I know my parents valued very much. And before my father passed, I said to him, I promise you, I am going to make this happen. I am going to find a way to establish a home where deaf people can be together as they're aging, as they 
perhaps have dementia or have, you know, medical needs, I'm going to find a way to do this in honor of you, in honor of mom, in honor of my cultural experience. Yes. Your family, your life, Mm -hmm. this is legacy. And I know it's done. It is done, MJ. It is done. It is done. It is done. And this is why we can't force anything to happen. There's this um, co-creation with the universe. There's a Mm -hmm. bit that's magic, right? In Mm -hmm. the feminine, when we're just coming from our heart and we're speaking our truth from that place that may seem a bit naive and yet is just our truth, people feel it and they want to come on board and they want to... They want to support. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, so here's what I want all of you to do so that we can support MJ and support every single deaf American, Australian, you name it, right? Every it doesn't deaf matter. human in the world. Every deaf yeah. human in the world mm-hmm. to take a look at the systems in which you're a part and are, mm-hmm. are they included? Now, of course, this is the same, and I haven't thought about blind people or mute or, I mean, there's so many, right? We, we don't know what we don't know. And let's keep being open, let's keep learning, and let's keep changing. Absolutely. Yes, oh. that's right. That's oh, right. MJ, 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 MJ. Okay, no. Okay, so much, so much. You know, so I fun. end every episode of the Purpose Girl podcast. I ask mm-hmm. all my guests a few random questions called the yes. Purpose Power Play Round. Are you down? Okay, I'm down. Go for it. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. When you were little, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a singer. And you just told us you can't sing. Can you sing for us? No, I can't sing. I wanted to be <gasps> I'll sing Star with you. Search. What can we sing? Hmm. Okay. Um, no, I really can't sing, but I'll sing with you because why I not? I have like the world's worst voice. So okay. how about we sing something we both know, like uh, Twinkle Twinkle? No, do you know Annie? The sun will come out tomorrow. I Don't? know a couple lines. I know a couple lines. I got you. Let's just do do the main chorus. Come out out tomorrow. tomorrow. Bet your bottom bottom dollar that tomorrow tomorrow there'll be sun. sun. That's it. That's what you're getting. (laughs) Your voice is so good. No, no, it's not. Karen, I wanted to be on Star Search so bad, but I couldn't sing. I just wanted to be a dancer or a singer or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, something tells me you're going to be on a lot of stages. Oh, I feel your like I am soul. on a stage. I'm on you a stage and the, the world are. stage in a way that is not about what the way I wanted it to be when I was when I was now, five or six. But usually yeah. doesn't look like we plan. But there's you have something yeah. to say is really right. The singing is that you have something to say. Yes. All right. My second question. Go. What's one secret desire? Oh, a secret desire, um, com- absolute freedom, mm. absolute freedom, like to hop on, to, to, to have a Volkswagen van mm. and to just go mm. and wherever I want to go, <laughs> wherever I want to go, wherever the wind takes you. Yeah. yeah. And meet new people everywhere I go. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That shall be. I don't know when it'll the time's going to come, but it'll yes. be. It'll yes. be. I love it. Okay. A book everyone must read. Um, I really like, well, Glennon Doyle's book, 
oh. is a really good book. I mean, God, Her new one, Untamed. Untamed? Oh, geez, that's a great book. But I also love Elizabeth Gilbert's book, um, Big Magic. I mm-hmm. love Big Magic. I love Jen Pasteloff's book on being human. Mm. I love uh, Elizabeth Lesser's book. What is it called? Broken Open. That was a Ooh, good book I haven't for read me. That. Oh, geez. I, yeah. Talk about, yeah. I mean, all of that stuff. It's all the feel stuff, you know, all mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm, the, the mm-hmm, real mm-hmm. kind of humanness, you know, yes. the, the journey stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like to read. I, I want to read real stuff. I like yeah. documentaries and real life stories. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's really where it's at. Mm. All right. So my last question for you, what's one thing you want every woman to know? That you have the power to change the world. Mm -hmm. You have the power to change the world. You have the power to open hearts. And, you know, Karen, I learned a lot from you um, in our Goddess on Purpose class because you talked a lot about that. And it really helped me to sit into my power and to remind myself to claim, reclaim my power as, as the feminine, as a woman, as, as somebody who has the ability to really open the world and shift it. We all have that in a way that men will never understand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You just turned me on, girl. That is, yes, (laughs) we do. We have the power. We so do. Well, because we're the creatrixes. Like we we are are the, we are life creators. Absolutely. Right. Whether you ever have a child or not, doesn't it's women. The feminine is the creation. We're unicorns, and <sighs> we, uh, I mean, we are very, you know, with at the risk of spiritually bypassing, I do think that we are very, very um, spiritual beings that are incredibly powerful. But we also need, we need to honor the, the, the dark, right? We need to honor the, oh, yeah. the shadow, the light, all of it. And I think we have the ability to change the world. We're doing it. Uh, you're doing it, Karen. You do it every day. It. Absolutely. As are you. Yeah. As are you. We all are. We are all purpose girls and everyone out there, you are too. And when you throw on roller skates, oh, and you I mean, go out, you're going to, I mean, that's it because people are going to be like, wow, look at that woman. She's on roller skates. How cool. You know, you get somebody to look at you and go, wow. And they laugh. You know, you that's make somebody the magic laugh. Sauce. Like, yeah, oh my God. I love the magic sauce to, to the fulfilled, happy, joyful life. I love it. Yeah. MJ, I freaking love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. you for being on the Purpose Girl podcast. You're oh, amazing. Thank you for inviting me. This was great. And of course, I cannot sign off without just one more reminder to get your booty registered for the Women's Day event. This is the last Purpose Girl podcast episode before the Women's Day event. And so if I'm not annoying about it now, and you later say to me, I missed it. Okay, you needed me to be annoying now. Okay, so I'm not going to let you miss it. Go register right now. Like, it is for your own good. I promise you, if you never do anything for yourself, do this, even if it's for 10 minutes, a half hour, go. It will inspire you. It will lift you up. It will fill you with so much goodness. I mean, this is what will have you make 2021 that incredible powerful, delicious, yummy, so living the life year. Okay, go register now, thewomensdayevent.com. Thewomensdayevent.com. This is it. Last podcast before, unless I decide to do a bonus episode, which, you know, I might do. 
but go, 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 go. Okay. Love you. And we thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this episode of the Purpose Girl Podcast. If you loved it, and we hope you did, just pause this for 60 seconds, head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and leave your five-star review. Your reviews are how women all over the world from Cameroon to Uganda to Mexico to Canada are finding the Purpose Girl Podcast and changing their lives. This is how we change the world one woman at a time. Make sure if you are not yet in the Purpose Girls Facebook group that you are because every single day I post an insight question for you to think about in your life and improve your world and to live your purpose and feel alive. And of course, and with that, my love, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself and may you love life. Bye for now.